like all me. Just doing it yourself. Yeah. So all me is like, yeah, I can do this shit. I don't need no pre workout, but that pre workout had me on some like <laughs> running through the gym. I'll lift everybody in this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll kill everybody your business, motherfucker. You rack them. So you need to get out. <laughs> Outside lifting cars and shit. In the parking lot going crazy. Right. Not bench everybody, pressing the bench chair. Everybody, everybody car alarm going off. I'm <laughs> I need more weight. Sit in the car right now. Are uh, you ready? Yeah. Here we go. What the hell? Okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just <laughs> gathering myself. I mean, he about to pray. He about to go. S- <laughs> no, I'm not. Super <laughs> saying on his prayer, wow. y'all. It's about, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I'm usually inside your hand, right? I don't know. I don't, yeah, know. Yeah, don't do this. This is, let's, just, let's do this. We're doing that. Yeah. No, no, this one, I'm, I'm locked in right now. Okay, so his hand is much bigger, though. So, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you got my sh- <laughs> Come on, just interlock. Cool. All right. <laughs> so awkward. And don't make me laugh. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, please get in your positions of prayer, power, and peace. Um, I don't know. Kyle, I, I, I've been having this song on my mind. Blessed assurance, man. Blessed assurance. I'm not a pastor, but it's really been on my mind. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Of glory divine. Singing on your own times, but everybody look up that song. It's gonna to touch you in a special way. Definitely, Father, we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for this hour. Father, we thank you for this moment. Lord, we have come to here to get again, Father, for an, another installment, another opportunity, another release, Father. We call it Therapy Thursdays, Father, but this is just that's just the name, Father, to say thank you. Father, thank you for the opportunity, Father, to to relax our minds, Father, to share, to be vulnerable, to create a safe space, Father, and to Show it to the world, Father. Show it to the world that people can can really talk and really be honest and really build friendships and really, really, really love you, Lord. And, and we can do this as men. We can do this as women, Father. We can do this as friends, Father. And this is just a special moment, Lord. And I ask that you come in. I ask that you come in and touch our hearts, touch our minds, Father, as we as we discuss wherever the, the conversation goes, Father. We ask that you're there, Father. We ask that you send a special angel, Father. To sit, to sit bedside for Amanda, Father. She did not get great news, Father, but that's not the final news, Lord. And we, we ask that everyone stays prayed up, that she stays faithful, Father, that you, you keep her strong, keep her mentally encouraged, Father, spiritually encouraged, Father, spiritually filled, Father. Fill her with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, and let her know it's not over yet, Lord. It's not over. Oh, that to be in the valley, Father, got to be between two mountains. So get her to the mountaintop, Father. Bring her to glory, Father. Bring her to peace, Father. Bring her to to that glorious victory that you will, that we know you will, Father. Bless us, keep us, Lord. Shine your countenance upon us, Father, that this moment may forever be etched in eternity. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
what up, what up? It's your boy Kyle, aka the Perfect Gentleman. And this is your boy Jay with the Sway Soul and the Velvet Vibes. Lorenz Tall, Mr. Love Jones, Live All War, Everything Answer, E All of the Above, aka Snapple Facts. And we're back. Oh, yeah. With another episode of the Bourbon and Boy Shorts, two single fathers, two single guys talking about love life and drinking libations. And uh, who are we inspired by tonight? Tonight, tonight, we are inspired by a future sponsor of the podcast, Den of Thieves. This is a black owned bourbon, Den of Thieves bourbon. They have a chocolate bourbon, uh, vanilla, I think it's vanilla cinnamon bourbon. We have the straight rye whiskey now. Um, it's phenomenal. Really good bourbon. Chocolate. Yeah. That sounds good. Chocolate. I'll be right back. You want to break it down? I love the season. Okay. I'm going to eat it when I leave. Yeah. So uh, tonight, guys, <laughs> um, we are, wait, where were we at? You did the liquor and we were inspired by tonight. So tonight, y'all, y'all know it's a... Uh, um, it's that time of the month. It's therapy Thursday. So uh, we have our resident therapist in the house. We got uh, Dr. T is in the building tonight. And we are going to uh, get in tune with uh, whatever she brought tonight. You know what I mean? I don't really have to introduce you no more. Like, it's just it's always good to see you. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, great, uh, it's a great end to the year. And prep for the holidays, uh, having Dr. T on. So I thank everybody uh, definitely. Um, it's going to have a good time. I hope everybody had enough time to get your blankets. Wait a minute. Checklist. Your blankets, mm-hmm. candles, mm-hmm. incense, notepad, or have your iPad note situation open. Uh, candles. Candy. Mm-hmm. You know, your little ch- comfort chocolates. Mm-hmm. If you if you were able to eat chocolates. Um, tissues. Did we say tissues? I'll, no, we didn't say tissues. Tissues. And uh, open mind, open ears, and open hearts. So... Uh, y'all know what it is. I'll let her introduce herself and we can uh, go ahead and get started. Here you are. Hello, hello. I am Dr. T. As many of you know, those who do not know, I am a clinical psychotherapist, clinical sexologist, behavior analyst, and author. Mm. Author. I am very excited. I saw I saw her sitting there. Y'all better come on. Look at her. This is pretty as she want to be. Yes, yes, yes. So this is the latest book. It is called Loving Discovery. It is available on my TikTok shop and on Amazon. Shout out to... Two-day shipping. Two-day shipping. Yeah, shout out to whoever's buying them on Amazon, because I don't know, but... I wake up to money every day, and that's dope. Mm, so. I'm manifesting money. money. Yeah, yeah. Everybody met. Yeah. Yeah. So I think today we'll probably talk about the year, mm. right? Like I think uh, I think all of us have changed in the year. Come what March, we've been together for a year every month. Just about is it March yeah. or April? I want to say March. I think it's March. March. Yeah. Let's, let's call it March. I want to definitely like say March. March. Yeah. So we've been uh consistent consistently giving the people the conversation helping with the healing the hope the joy the laughter the sadness like we've been almost a year of of regularly doing this together so i like to reflect on where we are right now kind of what we still want to work on what we want to bring into the new year the new year came so quickly i'm excited for 2024 2023 has been one of the greatest years of my life. It's been amazing, uh, which is powerful because 2021 was one of the worst years of my life. Mm. And for those of you who have the book, some of that's in the book. A lot of that is in the book. And that's the, probably the biggest shocker is that this book is not like the healing book. Mm. This book is 
truth telling. It is truth telling. Um, it is. It, it you're gonna get to know me on a much deeper level. You know, people think they know the story. I have a lot of smiles, a lot of sunshine, a lot of laughter, but they got raw. They got a lot of raw in there. So, um, I just people you had antlers on. Hold up, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why she look different? I was like, oh, that's weird. My fault. Go ahead. I apologize. It's what well, I guess because the hat, yeah. I was just looking here. Oh, I didn't see that shit. I was like, what? <laughs> no, fault. no, 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 you're good, you're good. But, um, I think the assumption is that the healing book was so much of simply a guide, mm. and the loving book is a guide too, you know, dating and love and steps, all, all that stuff is in there mm-hmm. as well. But I think it is important for people to be able to see. I, I, you know, I, I made it as condensed as possible, the story of me, how I got here and why I am who I am and how this book came from that. But this book really means a lot to me. All the books mean a lot to me, but this one, um, I've cried many times writing this book. Mm. Um, I've laughed, I've smiled. It's, it's, uh, uh, it's good. It's, it's really good. I'm really proud of it. So I hope you guys enjoy it. This this book is a little bit different than the healing book in that there are journal pages after certain chapters. Mm. Now, I will tell you that I am doing a revised journaling edition of the healing book. So come January, there's a new edition of that book coming that has after each of the chapters, there are journaling pages mm. in there now. And there's chapter questions in that book. So th- this is created this way because I'm creating a, a four week course for 2024. So this, the healing book, the new revised journaling edition is going to be the, the textbook for the course. Okay. So they'll go through their four, their four weeks. They'll get three um, therapy sessions. We're not really therapy sessions, three um, breakdown sessions that will come with those four, that four week course. But using the book in tandem with that, the chapter questions from that, they're going to tie into the course in addition to other questions and stuff like that. Dope. So. Dope, dope, dope. Well, yeah, let's give it up one more time. Yeah. Um, we didn't do our proper cheers. That's what we didn't do because yeah. Jay, Jay had to go. Where are we going? We're here, we're here. Cheers. So, cheers. Thank you all for coming cheers. on. Thank, well, you. thank, thank you for you. coming thank on. You. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you all for being in this attendance and mm-hmm. and, and uh, pumping the numbers when Dr. Mm-hmm. T is in town. So, definitely, uh, we <laughs> appreciate that. Um, please make sure you go get your book on Amazon, right? Yep. Or TikTok shop. Or, or TikTok shop. Shout out to TikTok shop. But uh, make sure yeah. you get your book from Dr. T. What's called Love Discovery? Loving Discovery. Loving Discovery. So please make sure you go grab that and, uh, you know, read and make sure you guys, have, you know, a box of tissue with you and all that good stuff like that. But just make sure, you know, we support. And um, if you don't want to wait for Jeremy to drop it off, go to TikTok shop. And- yeah, we're not doing that no more. <laughs> I, my heart was in the right place, but we're not doing that no more. We're not doing that no more. We appreciate you. Yeah, I was trying. I was trying. Nah, and we appreciate you, Jay, because I know your heart was always in the right place. <laughs> hey, and that's something I learned not to yeah. bite. Well, not well. I'm gonna let Doctor T jump in, and I'll, I'll, I'll go. No, what's now this year, one of the things I've learned was one not to bite off more than I could chew, mm-hmm. and simultaneously realizing to do two the things I want to do that may seem uh, astronomical or, or outside, larger than my uh, comprehension, are things I need to go after. But to do that, I need to put in processes and procedures in place to achieve things. I need to tighten up on my discipline um, consistently. 
um, so I can execute the larger things I want to do. So that's been a really apparent um, observation as I reflect on a year, I think about, okay, these are the things I did well. And that's turned out extremely um, successful, but it's felt like I struggled through them. Why did I struggle? What was the hiccups? And then looking at these are the things that I failed miserably. Why did I fail? And the answers to both of them were planning and discipline and structure. Mm. Okay. <laughs> what? Proud of that, man. You know? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I, listen, I know it may sound funny coming from me, but like I, when I tell you I'm proud of you, bro, I'm proud of you. Because like a lot of people... Right, not just not just you know just men and women, but a lot of people don't really um, have the necessary uh, what's the word? Maybe logic or maybe know how or awareness mm. to take a step back and be like, damn, maybe I I didn't do so well in this area because X Y Z, and like I'm, I've always been like uh, commendable. It's, it's been commendable for Jay to always do that because he's very like analytical of himself and what his capabilities and abilities are. He's very good at that. Mm -hmm. So I don't joke when I say I'm proud of you. It's just me, I guess. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why it always comes off comedic, but I'm I'm serious because he's, he's, his, his, his tact for reevaluating and analyzing like what works and makes sense, you know, like going back to the drawing board Mm -hmm. in a sense, like he's, he's very good at that. That's, I guess Merry Christmas, nigga. That's all it was. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's your gift. And yeah, some flowers. Yeah, take that. Go ahead, Doctor T. Take it away. <laughs> what do you think you? Ah, I don't. <laughs> That's enough. See, we talked about this Loving in the barbershop discovery. Today. <laughs> We're here for the book. Let's talk about this book. Where that book at? Oh, we gotta get to what you learn first. <laughs> I'm gonna hold it up and tell me what you learned. But what I learned about this year? For 2023. What did I learn this year? Um, I learned that. It's okay to be. It's okay to be alone sometimes. Mm. Yeah, it's okay to be alone, and I've and I've learned to be, uh, just okay. With, yeah, just okay with being alone. Like you know, what I mean, like I I yearn sometimes for like going out and and doing certain things. But when you're in a position where you have to just sit down, or when you're in a position to where you can't like go out, mm. and then you, you know. The times that you really want to go out, you're, you know, I'm tired or, you know, whatever the case may be. And it's like um, having those moments to chill and just be isolated and, you know, not having to rip and run and do other things, um, whether it be by choice or by force. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to just have those moments. And I learned that it's it's all right. Like, it's all right. You know, I don't have to always rip and run and, and. and uh be everywhere at you know at every time or or be everything to everybody and i also learned that when you're not as available to some people it's it's interesting Mm. when you're not as accessible and when you uh you know i hate to do the whole when you test people to see if they're actually going to reach out to you it's like oh okay well but are you consciously doing it or is it just kind of happening sometimes it kind of happens sometimes (laughs) i'm like let me see something Mm-hmm. But when you're not able to, you know, be there or do things for people, then the the you 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 watch the responses, you watch the non-responsiveness, and you know you watch certain things. You're like, oh, okay, so I'm just this to you mm-hmm. or to them. 
So I've I've learned a lot this year about just uh, riding my own wave and just being okay with being, you know, me, being alone with me. That was that was a thing before, just being alone with myself. I was like, oh, I don't know this nigga. <laughs> Did you get to know him this year? Uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit more. Like COVID, I was like running from. I was I didn't want to face me. Doing mm-hmm. COVID, you know what I mean? Because it was like, ugh, I've had work, I've had this, I've had that, I've had that, 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 that. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, COVID was like, nah, nigga, sit your ass down real quick. And I was like, come oh. talk to me. Yeah, like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you, but you're going to have to. Yeah. So it's only so much edibles you can eat before we're going to have to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Before we're going to have to have a little time together, fam. Like, but after that, you know what I mean? Like, this year, definitely, I was like, all right, this is cool. Like, but what can, what can I do to make myself better, you know, throughout throughout this year and without and, and throughout having some some of that time alone mm-hmm. so that was that was major key this year that's cool i love that for you thank you um mine my greatest lessons of 2023 were definitely patience and self-control mm-hmm. i think my ego death came in 2021 you say and ego so, death oh yeah oh yeah dope Oh, yeah, I had to, <clears throat> you know, sometimes when we, we think about things that don't go right in our life and mm-hmm. people were upset at, you know, whatever. Even if someone has hurt you, there still comes a time where you have to consider that sometimes your ego is in the way. Sometimes your ego is really the, the part of you that's saying, how dare they? Mm. It's the audacity. But people are allowed to do whatever they want to do. And I've learned that you let people do what they want to do and you'll learn what they would rather do. So I try not we'll to get in the way anymore. You let people do what they want to do and you'll find out what they'd rather do. Some people some people will do what you're asking of them. They might not want to. Mm-hmm. But you'll find out who really considers you when, when there are things like that. Hey, Coach Rice, I can see you in there. Um... I think patience and self-control, I used to be a ruminator, and so much so. When I tell you 2021 was a rough year, um, I used to think about all the things, especially if it was an argument, my goodness. If it was an argument, I'm like thinking of all the the things I could have said. Like, man, I, I could have said this, it would have been clever. I could have said that, Arr, I should have said X, Y, Z, you know. Um, and it, it would keep me up at night, like things people have done or said. And I'm a, I'm a kind person, like naturally kind person. And so I would tend to always overconsider people. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the saying, treat people how you want to be treated. And it sounds right, but the way the average person moves in the world, it's not actually right. Treat people how you treat yourself. The problem with me was that I was treating people how I wanted to be treated, but I wasn't treating myself that way with the thought that other people would reciprocate. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that reciprocity is not innate in everyone. Self-control was super, super important because learning emotional control taught me self-control. Learning self-control taught me emotional control. They really worked hand in hand for me and really just releasing things. My 
detachment is amazing now. It doesn't matter how much I love people. I have the, I understand now that everything and everyone in this world is going to leave us or we're going to leave it at some point in our lives. Coming to terms with that has helped me um, have a certain level of peace. Like it's, I didn't know it was gonna be so light. 2023 has been such a light gift. I walk around with my head just feeling high. Like it's an elevated feeling yeah. every day. Um, sometimes I have a, a not so elevated day and I can feel it. Like if it's not, if I'm not waking up like, yes, God, you did it again. If I'm not waking up like that, I'm kind of like, hmm, why am I not? Mm. So I start working on that before my feet even hit the floor because my feet are hitting the floor. Yeah. So I have time to now assess what could be going on with you. Uh, why are you not feeling how you want to feel? And you don't have to be on all the time. But if something's making you feel down, investigate it a little bit. Really look at yourself, talk to yourself, and see what's going on. Because nobody else can pick you up in that position because you don't even know what's going on with you. So, yeah, 20, uh, 2023 has been delicious and sexy and sassy and bossy and grown. 2023 has been grown. Very grown, like, very grown. I think 2023 was a lot of reflection. So it's a, it's a lot of our, our conversations, our jokes, but then sitting with the information, sitting with the idea, something that extremely resonated with me and I think was maybe the snowball down the hill was when you said, stop giving people the boyfriend experience. Speak on that. <laughs> I was like, what does that even mean? I'm very curious right, about yeah, what you did it, with and, that. Right, right, yeah, and part of it was to your to your point about detachment. That's something I'm still working on, but not trying to get people back into my life that were that were once in my life. Um, and that that was a lot of maybe ego, insecurity. Like, how dare you think you you there is something someone. A opportunity, an event better than what I've provided. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that. It's trying to, if not get you back into my life, get you into my life. So there is a creating a experience to prove to someone I am worthy. But that is not a realistic experience or a sustainable chain of actions. It, it is only to get you to the place where, okay, I will let you in my life. Then those things stop. And for me, that makes sense. But to someone else, I've created a standard. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, that was never a standard. That was just to show you like, hey, this is what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the source of much confusion. Um, and so, so, so in, in looking at those things, and then I, I really sat with and thought about, okay, why don't I let people in? Or why do I become very guarded and dismissive when people try to get into deeper places into my life. And from that, I realized I'm really big on letting people in when I let them in. And like one of the things I've realized, like I won't invite, I won't invite you into a space of my life that I haven't prepared for you to be in that space of my life. Right. So if you try to get into that space and I haven't prepared it for you, I now never want you in that space because I don't believe I I can't trust you because you've tried to break into my house. 
right? You don't let you, you don't trust a thief to come into your house once they once they try to break in. And so when people try to get to parts of my life, I haven't invited them to, invite invited them in. You know, when you invite somebody in, you got food on the stove, you clean up well, um, you have a place for them to sit. If I haven't invited you in, um, it feels you've you've crossed a boundary, and it does not feel comfortable. All right, I'm off. I'm done now. I'm just going to end it right there. <laughs> no, that was good. That, man, what a what a fly year for you, then. It was great, yeah. Um, you can pull up mic just a little closer. Yeah, my fault. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I, I moved it. My fault. Oh, yeah. One thing. Um, there we go. Yeah. That I would say about all of that, we come from a culture of shame of vulnerability. And so, interestingly enough, I had a conversation like this earlier. Um, And the conversation kind of went a little something like this. We were talking about um, her significant other and how so many men are asking women about being submissive. Mm -hmm. And it's such an odd question to me because they're taking it from from the biblical stance, right? But it's very difficult to apply that to the now world. So asking a woman to be submissive to you in this climate is a very difficult thing to do because why, when when many are talking about be submissive, they're actually asking for subservience. And so I, I think we need more of the Stop asking someone, either person, to be submissive or subservient and look for a partnership and ask that partner to show up for you and show up for them. We're looking to have the same people that are asking for that thing have trouble with titles. So you have a trouble with giving someone a title. You have a trouble with mm. asking someone to uh, to slow down their emotions and be prepared. Like you said, be prepared when you want them to be prepared, but also asking a woman to be submissive or subservient in a climate where she has to earn and build and fight just like a lot of men do. So it feels very unfair sometimes when that conversation comes up and it makes people defensive. What I think a lot of men are actually saying is, can you take my lead when I'm giving it to you without so much pushback? That's exactly. And she wants the same thing. Sometimes the reason that being partners matters more, like asking about partnership matters more because you want to get to understand what a partner means. What does that mean to you? If you're going to be my partner and I'm going to be yours or we're considering this before we can say what this is, what does this mean to you? Define it. Let's make some clear, let's add some clear cut understanding as to what we're asking, because what if what you define as partnership is different? And what if you don't find that out until you're already partners? You've waited too long. So you had this conversation because since we're in the climate that we're in, we have to have a conversation about standing beside each other, not somebody behind, not walking 15 steps ahead of the person. You know, we have to be hand in hand, side by side. How do we grow together? The, a lot of the conversations we're hearing on podcasts are pitting the men against the women mm-hmm. and, and blaming and pointing fingers. But the problem is that people who really love, love and understand partnerships and have an understanding about behavior are not leading these conversations. A lot of times mm. people's pain 
people they're emoting through the podcast so a lot of the times there are bitter men and women re, bitter um, people sitting in resentment showing up in these podcasts and speaking about love and what they're actually talking about is pain you don't start a part you don't go to therapy you start a podcast mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i think for 2024 i think people need to have more of a sit down with self and understand what a partner looks like for you and what you look like as a partner. Mm. I hate to say that it's easy to be a girlfriend or a boyfriend, but it is because you're not always thinking about partnership. You want to know if you're going to be an asset or a liability to a person and what is an asset considered for you? How Mm. is this person going to maneuver? There are people that have only lived as an individual they might have had a girlfriend or a boyfriend here and there, but they've never had to actually blend and partner. They are married people that find out that they're married to a grown child. And that's sometimes it's the woman, sometimes it's the man. Yeah. <clears throat> and so now they get in these situations because they love each other so much and they're just going to go into these these marriages and these long-term relationships hoping that the person's going to grow up, but... What if that's who the person is? You know, sometimes we're asking people to kind of, if there's something we don't like about someone, you tell the person. And sometimes they'll they'll change it. But they always revert back. Yeah. Every single time. Not because they don't love you. Because love has nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. This is behavior. It's who the person is. So if you feel like when they keep dipping back to the person that they are, if you feel like you don't like that person, you got to let that person go. Because either they don't have the capacity to shift or enough has not happened to cause them to want to change. But you are not going to make them change. And please stop saying that love is enough because it's not enough to make a person just change their whole essence to accommodate you. It's, It's not enough because they have to have that feeling in themselves that's big enough for them to say, okay, I have to consciously work on this thing. Every day it's going to take time. And you might not have the patience for that. <laughs> what chapter in your book loving discovery closely relates to that uh well, is there let me ask that. yeah we have a lot of books to choose from but we want to focus on yeah that one will probably be probably a cross because there's like the levels to dating. Of course, I've that, that chapter I seven. About you. Levels to dating. You thought is about me? Oh no, no, I'm back. You can't skip over that. Ten. That might be nine or ten. Nah, it's, it's seven, eight, seven. That's my final answer. The dating one. Damn. You better come on. <laughs> you better come on. Um. So probably what we're talking about here might be attracting love and creating emotional diversions and releasing negativity. Four. Yeah. Uh, we we, we read an episode while you were in route. We read an episode. Well, uh, we read read maybe the first four or five sentences. Of yeah. Chapter four. Yeah, it was deep. Yeah, I think that I think it might be in there. You know what's interesting about this book? Um, I started writing this in 2021. I started writing this, mm-hmm. and, it, and it says in the end, it basically talks about um. I wanted to keep this as authentic as possible. So what you're going to read in that chapter is not the place that I'm in now, not the happy, healed, loving, Mm -hmm. 
free flowing, emotional flowing being that you see, it was the angry and pain, hurt, broken. That person is in there too. Mm -hmm. So you'll, you'll get to hear a lot of the, you'll get to read a lot of the transitions um, that occurred. You'll get to read where um, <laughs> audacity, ego, um, selfishness, lack of self-control. You'll get to mm. read a lot of those things because I think it's important that we have these kind of conversations. There's not enough of, there's not enough of these. I remember when I was writing it, I was asked a few times, are you sure that you want to, you want to be that personal in this book? And I was like, yeah, yeah, because vulnerability is, is good with me. Mm. I'm good with transparency because for what I do, especially for the culture, you have to have a certain level of transparency and vulnerability for people to even trust you, mm -hmm. to trust you enough to, to release some things to you, you know, but I'll say the, <laughs> the songs. No, it's not school. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm taking my cues, nigga. Okay, let her talk. Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if so, for those that don't have the book yet, and whoever does have the book, I'm gonna need a comment and the. Uh, in the comment section yeah, drop a comment please leave leave a review oh yes five stars four stars we're gonna think you're hating yeah <laughs> shout out to bomani jones that's his, his tag but in the book um each chapter has songs that there's like a playlist in there and i created a playlist actually on apple music that when i do the when we do do the book signing mm -hmm. and we do the love event you guys will have like a link to that particular playlist so you can mm. kind of get in my head a bit with uh, what I was listening to and everything, everything happens. Hey, thanks, honey. Um, everything in there is everything from Kanye to Jay-Z to mm -hmm. Phyllis Hyman to take it back. Uh, Chevalier to, uh, what'd you say? No, I was so you could ask me to make the playlist. I was, re I was reading this right here. You still can. Yeah. I, there's songs in there from you because remember the night and I texted you and I said, I need a playlist. And you sent the playlist. See, don't do me like that because you had you been there. Oh, okay. Uh -huh. well, well, I don't see no honorable mentions. The I, the, oh, <laughs> I got you. Let me revise. Come on, you in a special Let edition. Because this will get a special edition as well because, yeah. well, it's always necessary because people want to know what happens on the other end of all of this. Yeah, no, nah, I'm just, you know, you know how black people do. We got to get some some type of recognition. Y'all yeah. deserve some recognition. Lil Richard of the situation. As Kyle cues up some songs, I want to talk I'm going to talk about the love event in the book signing, but I would also, you know, think of a chapter or a few sentences to read from the book. Nothing oh, less, I would love to read. Yeah. Um, I'll read any chapter you want. Maybe the last one. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one. So, so yeah. everybody... Uh, January, February, we're speaking in, into existence. We are scouting locations. We are going to do a book signing for the love documentary. The love documentary, discovering love. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna get that. We're gonna do the book signing, but then there's a, I call it a documentary, um, about love, a conversation about love. I need to reach back out to uh, Jeff, make sure he's good, um, but. We are going. I don't know how many people you want. If it's a a lot of people, last time you did it, it was very intimate. 
Uh-huh. Like internet, maybe twenty people. We're gonna 25. twenty people, twenty five people. So you gotta have the book, of course, to be able to come. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna discuss love, and what that means, what it doesn't mean, and where the conversation goes. Um, I'm taking upon myself to uh, do the videography for it, um, so we can we can get it done. You know, a way that that Dr. T loves and it resonates. So when you look at it, you feel like you you were in the room if you weren't. Um, so we want to do that in February. When in February, you'll hear from it, but it's going to get done in February. If we got to do it upstairs in the living room, we're going to get it done. Actually. Mm. <laughs> It'll be real homey and intimate and I mm. chef up in the kitchen or something and make it like a family conversation. Mm. We'll, we'll talk about it. But that's, that's what's happening. And as I talk about, you know, things I've learned this year about uh, discipline and doing things in order, because I said it to Dr. T, she hit me up about it as well. So I know it's going to get done. So that's part of my process as well, making sure I surround myself with people that hold me accountable and, and put me in positions to be successful and keep my word. Yeah. So what we <laughs> 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 So Kyle, Kyle, uh you pick a chapter or Dr. T, you gotta I I, oh, I, I, I I enjoyed the beginning of chapter four, but we did talk about that. Chapter seven. I mean you said it was you thought about me and writing it, but that seven is the number of completion, so I like that. <laughs> oh, but we said the last chapter of the, of, of the book. Maybe one. Um. Yeah, maybe. I got a few uh, Southwest points left. Uh, Noel. I have none. I don't even know if my account still works. I don't think it. Ever, I don't think they ever die or go away. But we've been because Jay in Atlanta, we've been flying Delta a lot. It's just oh, easier. Okay. So, yeah, but um, I like that who am I situation. The what? I, oh, saw, I saw something that said who am I. This one. Yeah. You want me to do this one? Cause you had your thumb in there, so it's. Yeah, I did. It yeah, was between that saying? one and the. Come on, now. There we are. It was between that one and the other one, but uh, you picked this one, so I'm gonna pick this one too. I love it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the spice sweet, the pomegranate hibiscus tea. Oh, is that what that is? That's mm-hmm. delicious. Hmm. You said you didn't have any more. <laughs> oh my god not for Sorry. you no. <laughs> nah. we, we, we've made some cocktails with that joint nah, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I know I know I know I'm just trying to fill with the whiskey the, honey fill in the blanks as we go <laughs> absolutely uh oh uh oh now we, we need a wide shot for this yeah y'all gotta get all of that <laughs> all right who am I? I'm gonna skip past the now I'm playing list. Mm-hmm. So the Which chapter those is this? of you guys, uh, this is the very last, very one, last so, chapter. Yeah, everybody. yeah. Who it am doesn't I? even have a number. It says rampage. Ooh. Um, all right. I am a friend. Oh, the chapter is called "Who Am I." I am a friend who loves the plan, the one who motivates and inspires, the person who always wakes up early on vacations and in daily life. I am also the go-to person when it comes to troubles and worries. I understand my role, as we all have our own roles. But I also recognize the importance of being nurtured. Even the strongest friend can get tired, and it's crucial for them to acknowledge that. I've come to realize that it can be challenging for people to nurture a strong friend, especially when they didn't choose to be the strong friend in the first place. Often, they are forced into the role at a young age. The decisions that are imposed on a child's life can shape them into the adults they become, both in positive and negative ways. 
Unresolved childhood trauma can lead to breakdowns in all types of relationships. I've gone through many difficult times, but I always managed to come out stronger, just like many others. In my teenage years and early 20s, I often appeared stern and at times even cold. It wasn't because I truly was that way, but rather because I was shy and heartbroken and didn't even realize it. It felt embarrassing to be heartbroken, but cool to be strong. There are so many pieces to the puzzle. My parents' divorce, my father starting a new family, and me feeling abandoned, navigating the challenges of adolescence without a male role model, and my mom suddenly becoming a single parent. I had to navigate the complexities of dating while also grappling with the intense emotions and hormonal changes that come with adolescence while processing the demise of my family. In addition, I had endured mistreatment from boys and men lost in their own trauma, often disguised as love and care. It was a difficult realization for me, as my understanding of love was shaped by the experiences I had. It felt like an internal struggle with my soul yearning for a deeper connection while my human form resisted it. This created a profound shock to my nervous system that persisted for a long time. My soul cried out while my human form endured abuse, first from myself and then from others who also only knew the limited version of love based on their experiences. Is that all right? Is that all right? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, give us give it up. Give it that up. Was give good. up. Give it up for that. Yeah. What does that chapter mean to you? Oh man. What that, what that, uh, that section? It's interesting because it is uh I'm having a real emotional mm-hmm. response to it. It's it's really it's cathartic. You know, this is this is me. The after every single chapter, at the end of every chapter, it has my thoughts in there. Mm-hmm. So there's bits and pieces. I'm not asking you guys to be vulnerable in the book without giving y'all vulnerability. Mm. So there's a lot of uh, rawness in there. There's a lot of things that I say in here that might make people cry because it makes them realize where their their faults or their deficits lie. Mm. It'll, it kind of opens up wounds that they thought they were able to close, but they hadn't really addressed them. They just kind of put them in the closet and hit them, turn the lights off. So this book <clears throat> made me open up the closet and turn the lights on and organize it and get rid of what I don't need anymore. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> heavy in here tonight, man. Yeah. Like heavy with way. emotion, but heavy with love, you know? Yeah. yeah. So Jay, what does that chapter mean to you? Yeah, um <laughs> No, I think that is is any a emoting moment. Like even when you read it, you hear the reflection, you hear the the observation. And it, you really paint a picture, I think, and th- through that. Um I think I need to go through the book without music playing. Mm-hmm. Cuz I, I I enjoy reading it with music playing or the parts of it I was able to get to reading it with the music playing. Um, and even as you read it, I was like, I need, I need the audio book. I need Dr. T reading this. I heard that. So many <laughs> <times>. <laughs> right. So, um, that was, yeah. I also was like, all right, let's everybody be really quiet while she reads. Cause we can get this audio. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and just, you know, as a cool snippet, but I, I would really enjoy hearing you read the book. And hearing like even not even like a, a, a true studio session where you get 45 different takes, not nah, a one take. Have you feel in that moment? 
Mm-hmm. That's the raw. You know, if you stumble upon a word because you choked up or if you just stumble upon a word because you stumbled, but the real rawness of it. Mm-hmm. like So it'd feel like a Thursday night, but just with the the, the latest book you wrote. Um, so how does it make me feel? It, it, it think Kyle is just a very reflective moment. That's what I, yeah, that's what, that's what it was like for me. That's what's up, man. It's a great book nonetheless, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm glad that you wrote this. Me too. I'm glad that you put all of that into that, especially for not so much, well, more so our, our, our crew, you know, the, the bourbon, the, the bourbon airs and, <laughs> you know, our, our super mm-hmm. listeners. And, and now your supporters more or less, because a lot of the times, you know, you come and, you know, you tell us and, and not to, you know, to be funny, but you know, you, you kind of, you know, get in our bushes a little bit about, you know, just being vulnerable and all those things like that. But they have very few opportunities. They hear your vulnerability and they, they hear how you uh, push vulnerability, but they rarely have a, uh, a opportunity to tap into your own personal, personal, personal vulnerability. Yeah. And I think that um, this book is a is a great way to really tap into Dr. T, but also just apply the methods. You know, reflect and reflect, get rid of, adapt, and uh, you know to to your own life. Um, and and don't forget Amazon and TikTok shop. Please go grab. You know that TikTok shop so like two hundred and yo shout out to what wow like forty five days. What was it Black oh, Friday? No Black Wednesday. Friday. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve. Yeah. Yeah. You was you was sitting there just being yeah, yeah, was hanging off slinging books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slinging books. You know what I'm just slinging vulnerability. Like. I dropped eighteen in the mailbox the other day. I was like, man, that's the most that's the most I had to ship in a day. Nice. <laughs> All right, we got beat that. Yeah. We need twenty in a day, everybody. We need twenty in a day. Yeah. yeah. And then after that, we need twenty. We need thirty in a day. Like you talking yeah, about? We, we doing need ten, yeah. ten more every time. But um, nah, this this book is is definitely what everybody needs. I think, especially in our age bracket and, and mm-hmm. what we are dealing with in society, you know, yeah. and, and and dating because we're people are coming out of things, people are going into things, and we're coming out of things blindly. And we're going into things blindly, mm-hmm. you know, as you like to always say, we're going into things super blind, you know, especially <laughs> with our, our parts, yeah. you know, so mm-hmm. it's definitely those it's dark in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no flashlight. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a flashlight, but I'm saying it's <laughs> has no light. <laughs> eh, you know, you got to feel you. Nah, you know what? Never mind. Let's. We're going back to yeah, yeah. Let's, let's go somewhere else. But uh, no, nah, but <laughs> take it off. No, nah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Ser- seriously though, like just you know, we're we're coming out of things. We're going into things, and um, we're coming out blindly, going in blindly. And a lot of times, some of us don't really have time to take the step back and mm-hmm. assess: Does this make sense, or does it make sense to leave? Does it make sense to stay? Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, some of us don't know how to navigate that. Some of us don't know how to be vulnerable to the next person to say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. But because the maybe, and this is a high maybe for some, whatever, but maybe because the, the maybe the sexual attraction is so high, but maybe the lust is so high, the likability mm-hmm. and the newness is so high that we kind of, um, we disregard yeah do we disregard what is going to impact us or help us most 
going to, going into these uh, situations. Mm-hmm. So, hey, your book is covering all of those bases. You know, reflection is key, people. Reflection is always That's key. That's the theme of the evening, I think, reflection. Going through those, that period, that 21 period, I think you said you started writing this book. Yeah. What were your holidays like? <laughs> uh, uh, good question, Jay. <laughs> I see what you're doing. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. 2021... Um, in December, I had a nervous breakdown that put me in the hospital and they put me on um, nitrogen for what are called Prince Metal Anginas. So it's like um, you, when your body is at rest, it shocks your body awake like you're having a heart attack. Oh. Uh, but they're rare. They're very rare that it's at rest because they usually happen, you know, when you're moving around. Mm-hmm. But mine only happened at rest and what's interesting about that is as i can reflect now my spirituality is at its highest mm-hmm. um but i can reflect back on that and say that it makes the most sense that my heart would attack while at rest because i never really rested mm-hmm. i never really slowed down enough i was always tending to someone needing to be needed not even knowing that that was the addiction needing to be needed mm-hmm. and so uh I don't do that no more. <laughs> what is what, what is needing to be needed? Yeah, uh, talk about that. Needing to I'm be sure needed. I'm sure that's going to help people. Yeah, needing needing to be needed for me was I'm not actually getting what I need, but I have the ability to help others. Let me help them. It'll give me the dopamine rush. It's giving me a high. This is not conscious. Like I wasn't thinking about it, but that's how I'm getting that rush by stepping in and overcompensating stepping in stepping in stepping in even when i'm tapped Hmm. even when i'm exhausted i don't have it like i have a a lot on my plate like a lot i have too much on my plate the majority of the time and i'm out here still putting things on my plate and people are still putting things on my plate because they think i can handle it and did i get it done sure because i'm a get it done type of woman but was it coming at a tax? Yeah, because I had a nervous breakdown. So you think it's so tough. You think it's so strong. But that's where really the line came from. Being strong is cooler than being heartbroken. Mm. And so we roll with being strong. Comes with a tax. Being strong is cooler than being heartbroken. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I guess because being strong, you control. You're in. You seemingly are in control. You control what you do. You're exerting, so no one's ever coming into your space, your emotions, your your area, because you're trying to help. You're needing to be needed. I need to sit with that. That's deep. Definitely, definitely resonates that needs to be needed and giving from a place when you're tapped out but still still giving is that would you is that a a level of insecurity or yeah 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 i can't say that's for everyone right. but i could definitely say it's for me and probably a whole lot of other people mm-hmm. that you don't you don't know that's what it is because for me it probably stems from from control that stemmed from childhood trauma 
kids can't really control the variables in their life. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you can, you start to do so. But as a kid, what you can control is like how you're showing up for people, the kind of friend that you are. And so it just kind of, you get older and you keep, you keep doing it. And so you do, you do learn that the only thing you can control in this world is you, but you control your emotions you control your mind, you control your mind, you control your emotions. Like those two things have to work in tandem. But I want to say that it is okay to be heartbroken. Like, no, it is. It is. And this is something that we have to talk about because I think a lot of men are wanting to sit in the, the safe space of feminine energy and admit that their hearts are broken instead of moving around being aggressive and being angry a lot of the times when you hear men say things like men are not emotional men are logical everybody has emotions you are you are a human being that emotes it is about emotional control emotional balance but you know for sure that men are emotional creatures because the mass murderers of the world are men, serial killers, um, rapists. The crime is high because of men. That's like, that's not a guess. It is what it is. So you're not going to tell me that logic has them going out there just creating all of this, make, you know, committing all these crimes. It's an emotional response and, and not admitting that you have emotions, not emoting, not saying my heart is broken, not saying that I am sad, not saying that I fear vulnerability because somebody hurt me before. And it might have been my mother. It might have been my father. It might have been my siblings. Not admitting that you've been hurting since you were five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, to now being 35, 45, 55, 65. Not admitting that is breaking the hearts of everyone in your path. And so men are going around and failing to admit when they're hurt. And so they just allow themselves to get angry. And as a society, we've made that okay for them to just be angry. Because when a man is sitting in a space of being softer and admitting that he is hurt, then he's faced with a bit of backlash. Because why? Society, women in this society are not used to that. They're not used to just like men aren't used to it. So if men aren't used to doing it, we are definitely not used to seeing it. And so it's going to take a correction, but everybody has to make the correction because it is dangerous for so many men to be in pain like they are. It is dangerous to society, not just to women, but to other men. It's just dangerous. So we have to be able to admit that, yes, men have emotions. Yes, they are heartbroken. And a lot of the reason that the decisions that they are making are the decisions that they are making is because their hearts are broken. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I agree with that. I'll, I'll, he's making me speak on it because he put the camera on me so I'll <laughs> I'll speak on that part being heartbroken that's crazy it, that's, that's a wild thing you just did <laughs> that's really gaslighting that was a really gaslight moment that's, how? that's crazy you put the and when heartbroken comes up you put it on me I was leaning out of the conversation so you make wow, space for you wow bro <laughs> and go <laughs> heartbroken brother number one over here please call her you're, stage you're, left call her you're on the line nah um I'll speak to that definitely because like I know for a while 
um it took me a minute to realize like how my my heartbrokenness was affecting um my my close circle you know my my close circle my kids you know uh, family you know and then and then going into dating think that I, thinking that I could date being being that heartbroken you know what I mean like thinking I could like yeah I could just part of my language I could just like kind of fuck my way out of this mm -hmm. out of this slump mm -hmm. you know and <laughs> told myself I would never go back to <laughs> the 03 dog you know what I mean the, the 03 dog was you know what I mean that was, that was my, my teen 20 years like so I was like I was like I can't go back to that but then slowly but surely like that shit came yeah. And because I, you know, played on um, emotions of others and, you know, all of that stuff like that. But I was still just like, yo, I'm so like with with the abundance of women that are like willing to be around. It just ain't, you know, fulfilling nothing. This is like really emotionalist, like. Uh, I don't want to call it fun because it. It's not fun, but it's just an activity. Yeah, emotionalist like sex, like you know what I mean, and just emotionalist or void filling uh, contact, you know, or energy that may it, it's only convenient for me for you to be here. It's mm -hmm. not. It's it's not a. This is not for you. This is for me. You know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It was very selfish, very selfish, and I. Uh, reflecting on that now it's like damn like I can't believe I like allowed you know people to like women to actually like be close to me like that you know um, but then now where I'm at now it's like I have to really be careful on my vulnerability because again how I've dated and um the 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 rapidness that people are using nowadays in dating like people are very like fast mm -hmm. you know and you have to be very careful on like you have to watch how fast people move mm -hmm. you know and it's not even like i'm it's not like i'm like i'm not doing a lot of boyfriend stuff i mean you have to date right mm -hmm. you have to date but <laughs> Why you laugh? No, I'm being for real. Like you have to date, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a lot of boyfriend stuff, but I'm just like, like, damn, how how fast do we need to move that, or how fast in your mind are we moving that you feel like we're ready to be together? Together, uh -huh. you know what I'm saying? Or what? Or what am I presenting mm -hmm. that makes you feel that you know, hey, we've done this for two weeks. And this is me hypothetically speaking. This is not no current situation. I'm just going to clear the air, everybody. <laughs> so I'm just I'm just saying that, you know, it, in two weeks, if you're telling me, you know, if, if things are like. If you're feeling something like that, that fast, it's like, wow, like, why do you feel like, you know, things are that fast? Then it creates the fallback for me. Mm -hmm. Then it creates the then it creates the. Um. It all, I almost feel kind of bad because I'm like, I don't want you to doubt yourself or question yourself about me or or you have all these questions in your mind. Like, why well, don't does he like me? Like, well, I haven't heard from him. Like, he's 
he's this that and, you know like no nah, it's just hey it's okay to we're dating so just hey you'll see me you'll get a good you'll get a good three days don't get me wrong you will get a smooth uh fire three days mm-hmm. then you won't get four then you mm-hmm. when i say you you'll it'll be a a relaxed four you know like we'll still be in communication we'll still mm-hmm. be memes and but it won't be a lot of like you know because i this is you know i i need to what's the word uh my extroverted you know i gotta rebuild that extroverted battery back mm-hmm. up and and not even so much that it's like i'm just taking this time for me like there are things on my end of the, of the spectrum that i'm dealing with i got work i got kids you know i got my own stuff to deal with and i'm doing i'm still doing self-care you know still doing mm-hmm. self-work so it has nothing to do with you it's just we don't i i don't think in a month's time that you can possibly say that and this is in general in a month's time there's no way you could possibly say that hey that's my guy or hey that's my girl mm-hmm. it's impossible now if it's on some love at first sight shit and you just like getting into the world or whatever the case may be still mm-hmm. you know what i mean still <laughs> i mean but that mean that would have to mean that you've been sheltered and this is like your first time out you know what i'm yeah. saying but if for us, you know, who've been, a, not been around the block, but who have, <laughs> <laughs> who have seen some things, who have seen some things, have a little bit seasoned, seasoned, who are seasoned vets in the in the dating, you know, dating heartbreak pool, mm-hmm. you you understand what what is at risk when you, um, when you allow people in, like what Jay said, when you allow people in, maybe too fast, and when you do, and I'm not trying to be funny, Jay, when you do the boyfriend things, you know over over exert the boyfriend things when you're naturally just being you mm-hmm. you know like it sounds funny but if jay's just naturally being him and she's never been treated like that or maybe it's just because hey it's coming from jeremy and i really like jeremy mm-hmm. oh my god he's mm-hmm. he really likes me <laughs> he got me my favorite grapes from when I was a kid and I haven't had these grapes in like 20 years and how did he find them? It's like, yeah, that shit you got to stop doing. Yeah. Put them in the freezer until y'all get to know each other a little bit like, more. That nigga's tripping. But no. <laughs> no, and, 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 and Jay, and, and I can admit with myself too, like, you know, music is my love language. So I know sometimes for me, I can go on a, a music sending spree, but a lot of times it's like, damn, I picture you in this song, but mm-hmm. maybe you should really listen to this song a little bit more <laughs> and understand why I'm sending it to you. You know, it's a very melodic and cool, like, chill, like, oh, this is nice. Nah, like, nah, maybe you need to like sit with this a little bit. Let's mm-hmm. dig into that, you know? And if, and if I get the questions back, like, well, why'd you send this to me? Like, it reminds me of you. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, come on. Like, let's not. Well, you sent it. Yeah. Well, nah, you, you, you got, <laughs> you're responsible for it. Yeah. Well, don't get upset when I, tell you what like hey so i don't know how to actually tell you this but mm. take five minutes for this song i'll be right back mm-hmm. in three days and then yeah no 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 i'm playing <laughs> what <an hour>. <laughs> <laughs> two uh, whatever who's who's counting right, but anyway no nah, but but seriously like it's it's just now that we are all of age and um outside of your book a lot of us are really connecting deeper into our spiritualities mm-hmm. right so with those spiritualities um we are able to be more vulnerable spiritually 
which allows from what from my standpoint you know my my spiritual vulnerability allows me to be just more vocal about things that i want and things that i don't want mm-hmm. and energy that i want and energy that i don't want today i got off work and this is a sidebar today i got off work uh it was probably like seven something in the morning i grabbed duke took him for a walk took him to the park actually early in the morning and he was off running around and you know doing his thing in the field and i just like took a cool three deep breaths just looked up to the sky and i just said thank you like three times Mm -hmm. and i felt good and then you know this i don't know if this happens to y'all but like when i do that there's always like this gust of wind no real and real shit this has happened to me multiple times Mm -hmm. and there's like this just nice little gust of wind that's just like comes around me and then it just goes away and then it's like peaceful like hell yeah well not hell yeah but heaven yeah thanks <laughs> thanks big guy <laughs> you know what i mean like thank you like i just want to thank you for what you've created you know mm-hmm. what i mean like thank you for everything and just thank you for allowing me to be in this space and enjoy you this way like cold as it was out here this morning you know i was like i was fine mm-hmm. you know so like those moments for me um and and using those spiritual vulnerability moments uh in dating definitely help out way more um than where where I where I was maybe 2 years ago. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, I um I am done. I don't know where the hell I was where where am I at? Where are we? You're good. No, no, for where are we at? What are we talking about? I just got lost. I don't know. You you were sharing your uh yeah because I don't do that your boyfriend experiences. Yeah, uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I, I think that, like the things you mentioned, sending somebody a song, finding someone's favorite fruit from their childhood. While those are things that are natural to us, I think yeah. those are things that are also synonymous with wanting more. Yeah. Being more <coughs> an elevated level of dating. Chapter seven. Um <laughs> and it it is uh, yeah, I think it's more of that than trying to do anything, you know, outside of our normal. It's just those a lot of our specific gestures, because we were raised how we were raised by single mothers. That we were we were taught to do the things that women like. I and mean, this is a, a a common refrain we share. Um, but I I, I think how you know giving a, playing a song for somebody is a very intimate gesture. Yeah, yeah. Is it you know such that the book about love and intimacy is guided by music, mm-hmm. by chapters because music is a is an intimate moment. But, but it's such a universal language, bro. Like we yeah, we share yeah, music, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I so get don't ex- love me though. Yeah. All right, I ain't gonna do that. I ain't gonna do that. Right. Wow, man, yes, you have not grown at all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have not learned anything <laughs> from. <laughs> but it is a form of intimacy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even even though you know you guys are are close in a different way that you are with you know women, you have women friends that you mm-hmm. would sing a song to a woman mm-hmm. that you're that you date that you sing a song to a woman that you'd marry a parent a cousin you know your your daughters like there's it is a universal yeah. language but if and it, it really depends on what 
type of person they are. Yeah. Like I'm a music person. So if somebody sends me a song, I'm like, oh, all right, let me listen. Let me get the lyrics. I'm pulling the lyrics up yeah. and listening to it, right? Because I'm curious if you feel like this is for me, yeah. let me see what it says. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then when I when I send a rebuttal, it's it's a song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that it's got like a that. match. It's got like a that. match. So uh, but yeah, music. I, I have a little pen in the house that says music is my only drug. I, like I really, uh, I, I live life in song. So it, even my kids will tell you, you they know I'm home because I'm cooking and there's music on. Yeah. If I'm cleaning, there's music on. If I'm doing anything, there's music, music on, and yeah. they know they can feel my energy in there. So I grew up like that though. Yeah. And and it's it's like for me. Um, same way, you know, like I, I don't know if we was on air, but you know, my mom used to lay me, lay me by the stereo, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like those type of things, and um, I think really investing in certain artists, mm-hmm. you know, it's like damn, like what's today, Thursday? Mm-hmm. I probably, you know, the overnight schedule was like whooping my ass, mm-hmm. but <laughs> whatever night it was, I watched um. I've been coming really invested in Michael Jackson again. I was just listening to the album yesterday. Yeah, yeah right. So I've been really, but like I've been really like really invested in Michael Jackson. I don't know what, why. I mean, I know why it's Michael Jackson, but it's like, damn, watching the Thriller uh, documentary. I watched the Thriller documentary mm-hmm. and me and Jay talked about it. And I'm like, you know, they said that there was a, there was a part where uh, the uh, off the wall album, he was like, like mad, like off the wall didn't do what he thought it was gonna do. And off the wall, if everybody knows, off the wall is like, come on, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But they did snippets of his voice, and he was like, you know, I would. Um, he said from from the Grammys of off the, you know, after that, he said he went back and he was like, you know, every day I would stand up straight. And, you know, I would stand firm, firm, firm and stand strong. And I would tell myself, oh, you're going to have the best selling album of all time. And he would just affirm himself, affirm himself, affirm himself. Mm-hmm. And he did everything in his power to make sure that he had the best selling album of all time. Mm-hmm. Like his album got like two or three million records. And he was like, nah, like keep keep pumping my album like no we're not done like give me that then they they the album sold then he did um moonwalk uh he did the moonwalk for the first time yeah no no he did the moonwalk for the first time on motown 25 thriller was out so then he did the moonwalk then it like pumped his album up even more Mm -hmm. then he uh did the video for i think what was it he did the video for thriller and Thriller really threw his shit into overdrive. So it was like he just kept pumping it and kept pumping it. Mm-hmm. Then they did the tour, the Jackson's uh, Victory or Triumph tour. Mm-hmm. But with those tours, like all his all his Thriller music, they said those were the ones that like people were really excited to see, which made them buy the album even more. Mm-hmm. So he was like at a point, like, yo, Thriller was doing a, a million a week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's <laughs> after, and this is two years after the album has been out. Mm-hmm. So it's been, I, I, I say all that to say, like, you know, those those affirmations and, and things like that. But 
I've been really engrossed with him and I actually caught myself getting emotional like because I watched him and James Brown on stage together mm -hmm. and it was at the BET Awards and I was like damn bro like looking back on Mike's career and James Brown but more so Michael Jackson like how do you, how like they just dogged him mm -hmm. for just being yo he's the most humble nicest guy I mean I'm pretty <laughs> sure Mike behind the scenes was a was on Demon Time too you know I what did. I mean you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty sure that nigga was on some like, yo, <laughs> like cameras is off. He's like, come here. He talked like me, like, yeah, hey, listen, <laughs> fuck all that. Like, like Prince, <laughs> <laughs> nigga, where the bitches? <laughs> you know, what I mean? like, you gotta, you gotta understand, like, yo, Mike is, Mike is a very was a is is a very smart and you know very smart, very smart man, and intelligent, but ain't no way Mike was like that off camera. You know what I'm saying? Like, you gotta. <laughs> He's still a black man, you know what I mean? From Gary, Indiana, from the hood. <laughs> Not, go ahead. Nah, nah. nah say that. Nah, nah, nah. Man, say that shit, bro. Let me get, now finish oh, you know, I'm just saying. He's just a. He's a, But it's it's like, I got emotional because I was like, damn, like we real. I really was able to be able to recognize Michael Jackson and enjoy his music and still enjoying his music and and am grateful for what he has given us musically. Mm -hmm. Right. So when we talk about music and, and how it affects us, like for me, music is like, you know, outside of my kids and stuff, but music is my life. Mm -hmm. So like when I really hear something and I send a song to Jay, maybe, or I'll wait till I get to the pocket. It's like, bro, I got something for your ass. You know what I mean? And press play or, you know, sending songs to the bros and stuff like that, man. There have been times where me, Jay, Trav sat outside and like I played some joints for them. I'm like, bro. I'm about to probably cry off of this. I was letting y'all know, but this joint right here, bro, touched my soul, and I press play, and you see both of these. You see just both of them be like, <laughs> bro, like yeah, nigga, like shit's real over here. Yeah. But because I haven't been able to verbally express my feelings about certain situations and childhood stuff and adulthood stuff, like there's always a song for everything. Mm -hmm. So if I could like make a whole compilation album of like, hey, this is what my childhood was like per these songs. This is what my teens were like per these songs and mm -hmm. whatever like that. I, if I had, I know I have the ability to do it and find them, but that's kind of how like I'm able to express is definitely through through music. And I'm done again. I feel that. I can see what song or songs make you cry. Um. Jennifer Hudson, Moan, Whitney Houston, Cue I Didn't Know My Own Strength. Mm. Um, Jesus Be Offense. Um, I don't know the name of this song, but it's a gospel song that... Uh, Y'all know I can't sing, but it, it goes, there's a leak in this old building. You know what I'm talking about? It's a, it's like a spiritual, it's like a, yeah, it's, one of these yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have to ask my grandma. Yeah. yeah it's not like one of them type drums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just, my grandmother would play mm. that song. Like there's some, some songs that you listen to and as soon as you hear it, you can smell the cornbread cooking and you can... Mm hear the lights flicker you can hear Ooh. the doors the floorboards creak like there's there's just music it's a lot like you're saying yeah. i'm a census based person 
I think it has a lot to do with me being a Taurian. Being a Taurus, we are a lot of us are built in the senses, right? If you taste, touch, hear, see, smell, give me something that smells good, candles, cologne, perfume, something that smells good, oil. I like my room to smell a very particular way. I like to smell a particular way. Mm. My kids would just talk about, man, you smell good all the time, mommy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the same thing with taste, um, food. I'm a big foodie. I yeah. like to cook, and I'm a big mm-hmm. foodie. Um, here, music matters to me. Music is always on. I play it in the background with my clients. I'm mm-hmm. background everywhere. It's just always on. I, the number this year was like 256,000 hours of music. Um, you know, Apple sends you the, the, mm-hmm. the yeah. Um, That's right, you got Apple. Mm-hmm. I listen to Spotify sometimes, but not as much as Apple. No, respect. But touch, I'm a, a touchy person, like massage, just touch in general. Hand-holding, face-stroking, arms. I'm a touch person. Um, and see, I like to see beautiful things, mountains, waterfalls, mm-hmm. the beach, the sunrise, sunset, the moon. I love looking at the moon, the stars. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm very very senses space so when music comes on for me it takes me to where i heard it mm-hmm. that's typically what happens yeah. that's the that's the power of of song you know what i mean the power of music like i don't know like what was we listening to jay when i made them uh <laughs> them fried hot dogs for you you know what i'm saying like oh, it'd be, it'd be stuff like that you know what i mean like but that, that was the taste sense in yeah. that moment that took me back what were we listening? I don't know what you were playing. It's all you were playing. The music don't. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but but in, talking in our senses, like you yeah. know, what I mean, like I made fried them up some hot dogs and on white bread with, 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 with <laughs> so the uh, the uh, no, he it was wheat. It. it was wheat. <laughs> nah, bro, it was white, bro. How the fuck are you gonna tell me? I never buy white bread. You sure? Did it look white? Because it, it, it could have been wheat. It could have been. It, it did look white. It looked white. Could have been whole. It was it was whole gray. It was wheat. It was wheat. Honey wheat like that. Oh yeah, it was brown. But I cooked it in coconut oil, so I don't know, man. All right, it, was, all right. it was wheat bread. It was a little. It was crispy because it was like he toasted the joint too. Yeah, right. yeah. Don't do that, bro. What? We don't do no white white bread over here. Yeah, right, right. white. But no, I had, it, had, it was it was the the kibasas. Yeah, split in half. Turkey. Open them up, but you had the mustard drizzle. I was like, Inside yeah. Sausage. Yeah. That's how I do it. Too. Come on. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah. man, I ain't had this since I was about. <laughs> 15, 14 years old. I brought my man back to life. Yeah. That, that, was that, that ratatouille moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nah, that, that was that was one of those moments. I, I wish I remembered the song, but yeah, now that that taste, that experience was like, yeah. yeah. This this reminds me of the happy summer moments in childhood. The happy not that my childhood would say happy like yeah, there were a lot of bad moments, no. But it was one of those memorable times and yeah. one of those memorable things. Um do holidays like does Christmas get you memorable? Are there any memorable moments yeah. about Thanksgiving, Christmas this time of the year? Yeah. Um, What's one of them? Mine is picking, going out and picking a picking a Christmas tree. I think for the holidays, you know, now not really so much. Like my childhood was pretty cool, mm-hmm. but now Excuse that I think about Christmas, it doesn't really. My childhood doesn't really click for me. Okay. It, what clicks for me is one year my daughters, um, we had gotten them, you know, toys and stuff like Thank that, you. but they had just been in a space where they did not deserve a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I decided I was going to take all the toys and put the toys away, like hide all the toys and only give them the clothes, mm-hmm. like clothes and socks. We didn't get Christmas. So Christmas morning comes and they start opening everything up. 
they were so incredibly grateful for these clothes and socks. Wow. Man, not a single toy around, right? Like nothing but the mm. clothes. And they were like, oh my gosh, mommy, I love, they were just, they were so grateful that we went and got the toys. Are you, let's lighten it up, right? So are you, are you this parent? Like when you buy, when, when your kids, you know, you, are, are you the, you, you didn't think I was gonna get. The, you didn't think he's gonna get that dish. Are you one of them? What? Oh, I'm right. it. I'm with, saying, with the road. But I mean, I'm, I'm thinking in my head. I, I like. I know I killed it. I know I did it. Mm -hmm. I know I killed it. But that. <laughs> mm -hmm. You didn't think he was gonna get that? Did you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. now, no, open this one first. That. Open this one first. <laughs> I'm that part. Hold on. Oh, really? You don't one. open that one first? Yo, I know. Yo, I, like I have a whole order. The good stuff behind the tree, like where you really can't get to. Damn, bro. I suck as a parent. Then I need to do Sometimes better. Sometimes I hide one up in a little branch. Like, you forgot one. There's no more. No, look right there and it'd be hitting. I'm such a I'm All such right. a super like dad, bro. I I'll, I'll buy the biggest gift bag, right? Uh, no, nah, but this is what I I'll buy. The, no, the big one, the big one. I'll buy the super about, big, yeah. and I'll just stuff everything in it. But yeah. oh, that like she has uh, to go. Like, you the, it's like All the way to the bottom. Barney's Barney's fucking bag of yeah. <laughs> imagination. Like that's yeah. cute too, though. That's that's your, but that's your joint though. That's you. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. me. That's, that's yeah. I probably yeah. get that from my dad. That's all he he gave me a big big dumbass industrial box of shit, and I just go digging. He's like, yeah. Yeah. All of that. Nah, that's yeah, how my middle brother died. <laughs> there you my, go, son. I got my first rap gift from my my brother last Christmas, mm -hmm. and I got it. And I like looked at it, and he looked at me. I, I looked like looked at it like perplexed. <laughs> and I look, I'm looking at it, and I looked at him, and he started smiling, and I started smiling. And I look over at his wife, and she's like, "Yeah, I rapped it." <laughs> <laughs> She was like, cause he had just stuff in the bag. I was like, yes, he, he, he'll get you an express shirt. So it'll be the, the bag he purchased it in with tissue paper. <laughs> I'm like, that's our thing. So, nah. What, what is this you give me? Yeah. What is this awkwardly wrapped? What is this, <laughs> this contraption? What is this perfectly wrapped? Sorcery. Gift he doesn't do this. What trick is this? Nah, but I think, I think like those moments and we reflect like being in those moments, right? Um, as we you know reflect on our childhood and, and how Christmas was to us, mm -hmm. like we're in a lot of capacities in some ways we start becoming our parents, mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. and it's like like I told you, you like well, you didn't think it's gonna get that, did you? It's like damn, <laughs> like you're really that mom now, you know what I mean? Like you gotta <laughs> embrace that. Like I'm the I'm using my dad's ways of like yeah, throw all that shit in the gift bag and <laughs> have at it. Like whatever comes out the gift bag, you know I know it's. But you fill the gift bag up with like everything that you know that they would want. It's that's in there, and some yeah. stuff that you know they wouldn't expect. Mm -hmm. Or and I'm the and I'm also the daddy. Like oh, but, but wait, there's more. <laughs> and come around the corner with the big shit. Like there you go. Like yeah. so you know. And with Jay, Jay's the open this one up first. You know what I mean? So it's like the th the three different uh, perspectives that we had as a kid. Like if we're now giving those joys to our kids, mm -hmm. it's, it's a very fulfilling moment, you know, especially in Christmas time, because these kids these days are like very, they're not materialistic, but they're very like super easy to shop for. Cause mm -hmm. they'll like, Hey, uh, you can just slide me like 300 for this <laughs> <laughs> or just, Hey, could you just load up my, my Roblox? Mm hmm. Or my V bucks or whatever, you know what I mean? It's like, damn, you don't. You know, you know, you know, they got a lot of stuff. Sleeping. Then you just go to breakfast, I guess, if you want. It's like <laughs> that's not what I want. I, I want you to be happy. I work hard all year for this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is my Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> 
you will not ruin this for me. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just, you know, that these kids these days is just like, dang, like you kind of do have everything. Mm-hmm. So what, what could you really possibly need that, you know, what do you want? You know, and this, they, and, and you see it, I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn, all right, well, you better think of something because, uh, hey, uh, the 23rd is going to be here pretty soon and, I get some tissue boxes. Yeah. I'll gift wrap your room if you want me to. You want to open your room up. Ta-da. Electricity. (laughs) Right. Cut the lights on and off for a couple minutes if you want. Go flush the toilet. Jump on the bed a little bit. Yeah. Go open the refrigerator. There's some food in there. You want to... You want to unwrap that Chick-fil-A in there one more time? Bro, that was $24. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well... Are we uh we winding down or what's going on? I wanted to um there we go. I wanted to talk about so when you were asking mm-hmm. this about the song while I'm listening to Maxwell in the background, there are songs that Maxwell's Embrya album, mm-hmm. uh my absolute favorite album by Maxwell. Okay. But um give me a second. There's a song also by Nora Jones called Come Away With Me. Mm very first time I ever heard that song I had my I'd had I was probably 23 at this point I I had a 1600 square foot apartment with two bedrooms two bathrooms um, a really nice living room it was me me and one of my very best friends the one that uh, passed last September Uh, him and I had fly apartment but I'd had an when you go into my room, you could either go straight into the bathroom or go in and make a right into the bedroom. And that was like after you walked into the actual door. So mm-hmm. I had, this is like, shoot, I don't know, 2005 maybe. Okay. So I had, uh, we didn't have all that portable speakers and all that stuff at this time. So I had my speaker, I put a nail on the top of the bathroom, right? So I could hang my speaker so I could hear it from the bathtub. Okay. So, it had uh, lights on it? No, I had a oh, okay. I have the candles though, because I was doing things for myself at this time. Respect. So um, I had, a, I mean, I had a nice setup. It was so young and just a, an accomplished young person. I was in the military, so okay. you know, I had, I oh, had a man, real yeah. life. You had, yeah, right? And a Mustang. I don't know. I had a, a Honda Accord Coupe, brand new. Uh, same difference. <laughs> That's the female version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to get a coupe because you can't get in my backseat. Like, I, this ain't the kid mobile. Mm-hmm. Listen, you can't. Listen, it's not kid mobile. But. We ain't talking about that. Oh, my friends could fit in there. You know, you got to pull the seat. You ain't talking about that neither. You ain't got no backseat ass. Oh, it was a backseat. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, come on. Yeah, now. it was a backseat. Yeah, come um, on. But. No disrespect. Now you're fine. <laughs> um, but I remember just setting the whole mood. And mm-hmm. uh, I hit play. And she came on. Nora Jones came on. And come away with me started. Mm. And I remember like kind of looking around. Then I just sat in the bathtub feeling grown. Like, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Nora Jones, Mm -hmm. but Nora, 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 Nora. She, um. I don't know why. I hope you do get. Ah. That moment showed me that I was really like a capable adult. And this wasn't my first apartment. It was actually my second one. I got my first apartment when I was 19. 
And that was two bedrooms, a bath and a half. Um, but at this point, that, that apartment was like 600, maybe 700 square feet. So when, um, when, when Champ and I moved in together, that was a 1600 square foot apartment and we thought we were doing it because we were, we were like, we really, it was a very nice area. Um, but in that moment of just sitting down, I got to sit with myself and say, man, I did it. Like that moment really made me feel like I'm like a young black woman from one of the roughest cities in the country and went to one of the roughest high schools and in middle schools like mm-hmm. Heron Run was oh you went to Heron Run? I did I went to Heron Run yeah, yeah, yeah. Heron Run was grit yeah, he's a nigga. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's a nigga. <laughs> you know what? He's a nigga. He's a nigga. And from <laughs> Heron Run, I went to Lake. Like, hell, you guys. You went to Lake, yo. Yes, Heron Run the Lake. Yes, Heron Run the Lake. Like it's a real. Yeah. When people are like, "Oh, you, you from Baltimore?" They always ask, "What high school well, you well, go I'll to?" You yes, and so on. I said, "Like they be like, oh, no, you damn. made it out, good." <laughs> Yeah, you did well for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, really explaining well that part yeah. is kind of, is, is super fly for me because my my transition in life, and when I moved from Jersey to Maryland, I was like top tier scoring and achievement test, like in the state, then in the country. Like I was, yeah. I was that girl. Like I was an A student. I was really smart. I was in gifted and talented three and four and then five and six. Mm. So there was not a time in my life. I was in the third grade learning about the stock market. Oh, wow. Like I I was in it. But by the time sixth grade came and we moved from Maryland, we left in the middle of my sixth grade year. You guys are going to see this in the book because it's in there. But um, I was, uh, it was a big transition. So sixth grade is elementary school in Jersey, but that's middle school in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So I went from elementary school right into middle school in the middle of the school year. I wasn't really prepared for that at all, but I started at Golden Ring. So I went to Golden Ring first, which was a huge culture shock because I didn't, I hadn't really gone to school with white kids yet. And so in Jersey, everybody was predominantly white or Hispanic. My dad was city council president. So we were, he was an attorney, my mom's litigation specialist. So we, we had different privileges there, but most of the people predominantly black and upper middle class, middle class families, doctors, dentists, teachers, you know, professionals. Mm -hmm. And so going to Golden Ring was like, uh, um, strange because the, the, the white kids in there, I hadn't had this experience. I've been around white people, white kids, because again, campaigns, fundraisers and stuff, but being there, it was this air about them that they just were immediately better than me, immediately better than the other black Mm -hmm. kids. And it was, it was something I hadn't experienced before. So it was a huge culture shock. I went from Golden Ring to Hair and Run. Oh wow! So, um, you you ever see y'all saw Gangsta's Paradise? Mm-hmm. Very much giving Gangsta's Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> it was it hey, was who was the savior teacher? <sighs> Welcome to the jungle. I feel like we didn't have one. We made it out by each other having enough. We had people that were like, yo, you don't belong here. Mm, like, okay, okay. like you, you're better than this. You gotta, you gotta run for those of us that can't run. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> and then we graduated and we made it. Went to Lake and um, I went to, I was in law and finance. And if anybody really knows much about Lake, there's an A and B and a C and D side. I was on the A and B side. C and D might not make it out. You might not make it out. But I was still in a space of not really wanting to invest the same time that I had invested into school and my studies before because mm-hmm. I had a lot of distractions. But being able to be where I am now, like when I talk about the school, Lake Clifton was a massive school, mm-hmm. like a very, very big school. A lot of people mm-hmm. in the school yeah, every the single college day. Size. Yeah, yeah. Um, being there and knowing what it takes to get to the school, knowing that you gotta cut through the golf course if you if you're late, you gotta you have to cut through the golf course. You're gonna be late, but um, or you're not gonna make it really, but. Knowing what you got to do to get to that school every day and knowing what's going on in the school. Mm. And you don't really know the nuances of really what's going on in the school. Because, again, it's so big and there's so many things happening at one time. You might find out something happened on the news. Mm. But you don't even know, like, to be where I am now, I take a lot of pride in, in discussing where I'm from. Because people, like, see me and they always assume that I was born and raised with a silver spoon in my mouth. Because I'm like a happy person and I'm like a ray of sunshine for some people. But this this was a lot of a lot of a lot of shit. It took a lot it took a lot to get here. A lot of us didn't make it. Uh, one of my best friends was murdered when I, we were 16. Mm. And about chocolate milk, he knocked the milk carton over and spilled it on a, on a kid's Jordans, and the guy came back and shot him. So you yeah. don't. We're from a place where the where life and its fragility doesn't matter. And so for me to be where I am now, when people are speaking with me and they watch the degrees, I have a lot of degrees. I'm, I'm really accomplished. I own my practice. I wrote the books. I, I do the work. I take the time. It's easy to see the accomplishments of people. But the reason I speak about where I'm from and what I do and why I do it is because people only speak about the hardships of inner cities. But the inner cities breed growth and strength and tenacity it is not yeah like we get a certain something like i'm not going to crumble about certain things that a lot of people will crumble Mm -hmm. under because of where i'm from so a lot of the gift for me is coming from like a sense of of privilege to then coming into a place of less privilege so i've had a volleyball net in the pool in my backyard and i've been homeless so you have like what what gets created from that is god makes no mistakes because i'm divinely designed to be who i am but in order to be who i am i have to have multiple walks of life and having those multiple walks of life have it's created the ability to be in touch with people from different walks of life I'm the only girl. I have older brothers. I'm the only biological girl. I have my stepsister. That's my baby. Um, but we didn't grow up together from youth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I got my older brothers. And being the girl of older brothers, even one, it uh, it makes you a little bit tougher. I didn't play dress up and, and dolls. And if we were playing dolls, we were popping the heads off, setting them on fire. Like it was like dunking them in hot sauce because they mm-hmm. were bleeding to death. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't... 
it wasn't the traditional girl experience. I had to even learn what the what femininity looked like. I had to learn the girly girl thing. Like I had to, you know, I had to learn uh, a lot of this stuff that other girls just knew because either they just had a lot of sisters. And my mom, when I when you look at her, she looks feminine and girly and all of those things. But my mom grew up around around a lot of guys too, and so we're having to learn not to be so. Cause that's what that's what I was taught. You know, my brothers, the only advice they gave me about uh, being a, a woman in the world was stay off the pole, don't be no hoe. Yeah, that's it. That's all the advice. You know, there's a million things in between there. Sound advice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. So, so I had a, I was, I was tough. I move in the world as very tough and I, I tend to have identified with men easier than women and I really wanted to be with women and hang out with women and have conversations with them but I just didn't have the same understanding that a lot of them had mm -hmm. my understanding was taught by a boy and by male friends I have a lot of male friends and so my t I get taught by that my brother's friends we all sat around on the porch um, on the stoop like really having mm -hmm. these conversations um, and you're learning things from from people like from older from older young young guys that had been in and out of the system that had been like they're 15 14 with, with kids already you know oh, wow. so you just you have different experiences and some things shake you to your core but some things make you just a better person so i like to tell the story of who i am because it tells you that anybody can come from any background and become anything there's no shortage on God's blessing. Just because you go through the hard doesn't mean you can't get the soft. The greatest rewards come through the greatest lessons. It's not about being punished. And, and sometimes people think that they're going through so much. I'm like, oh my God, God's punishing me. God's not punishing you. That's like the ultimate parent. God is the ultimate parent because it's about correction so you can become your best version so that then you can get the big reward like it had when it's when it's really tough you know the big blessings coming mm. and you got to lean on that that's real i uh i had a conversation with a girlfriend of mine the other day when we were talking about spirituality and science right and i there's a place <clears throat> there's absolutely a place for science but i'm always going to be a believer that spirituality came before science and your level of belief is what indicates which one is going to come first for you. Mm. I believe that science is created for the people who don't believe that to, to walk by faith and not by sight. They need to be able to see something to prove that it exists. But but faith and, and science can't be the same. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the level of spirituality that you have in your parent that with science you can you can speak in the same conversation about them because it's, it's cool to be able to show certain things scientifically and disprove certain things mm -hmm. scientifically so you have no choice but to lean into the spirituality of it all but um spirituality says that you have the faith in the thing without the thing existing without seeing it without somebody else's experience being given to you faith is you, you heard this voice in your head that tells you that you gotta go you got to change it. You got to start this. You got to start that. You Everybody has heard it. Sometimes you get the door, you get you get your, your brain knocked on a few times in your head to, hey, you should try this. You should start this. Why do I keep going in this direction? Mm -hmm. Is this God telling me? And some people don't listen because our heads make soft asses. Mm -hmm. But 
if you do listen, if you if you listen one time, every door for you will open. It, and it's not about it being easy. When I started transitioning into becoming a therapist, that was not my dream. You guys know the story. Mm-hmm. But when I when I heard the voice that said, this is what you're supposed to do, I immediately turned. Immediately. The, the second semester of my junior year as a criminal justice major, I changed it. I went and changed my major. And I went to human services because I didn't know enough, right? But my Psych 101 class was in there. And in that class, when I did my final exam, uh, the, dean in the, pro- the dean of the program said, if you do anything outside of psychology, you'll be doing the world a disservice. Ooh. And I didn't know what that meant at first, right? Because our final exam was we had to sit in a room with like our heads and they're, they're watching us and we had to do therapy. So mine was like oh. a family. So I had to do family therapy wow. on the spot. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know I was doing anything right, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he said that to me afterwards, I was like, man, but it didn't click for me then. Mm-hmm. But I went ahead and did it anyway. And I just, I just ran with it. Um, degree after degree, but my, my steps were ordered. It wasn't like I was haphazardly going through this. My, my master's is in behavior and behavior taught me that I needed cognition. So I went from my master's in behavior into clinical psych and that was post-master's and then from post-master's into the doctorate, the doctorate of philosophy, like really understanding the nuances of all of this. My steps had been ordered and with all of that being done, following the steps that I was divinely ordered to do, it was hard. It was hard because my kids never went to daycare. They were at home with me. So I'm up all times of the night with a newborn baby studying. And there were multiple (laughs) newborn babies because it took me 10 years to finish all of these degrees. But, um, and my daughter's 11. So I walked across the stage pregnant or I walked across the stage with my kids in the audience. I walked across the stage having a miscarriage. I walked across the stage in multiple stages of my life because sometimes your destiny is greater than your current situation. And so you do, you move, you do what you're supposed to do. And I did all of these things and I came out and everything has done nothing but flourish. When God tells you to move, you move, even if you're afraid, even if you don't know what's on the other side, faith is fantastic and it's easy to be obedient until it's time to be obedient. So I'm going to tell you that for walking into 2024, don't let people question what it is that you're designed for. When it really is time for you to make the move, just get up and do it. I did all of this school, all of this time, and in total, it would have likely been well over $200,000. I have zero student loan debt, zero. Sometimes you can't let certain things make you afraid of chasing your dream, especially if the dream has been calling you and tapping you. You have that faith that it's all gonna work out because it is. I remember with this particular book, I was afraid to get on TikTok because, of course, you know, you got you're putting yourself out into the world. You're being vulnerable. Um, But I went ahead and did it and posted the videos and posted the books and videos and books and videos. And then one day I was like, I just want to sell 15 books a day. That's all I want to do. That's it. 15 books a day. And then I woke up one day and I sold 15 books. Mm. And then the next day I got up and it was 15 books. And then the next day I got up and it was 15 bucks. And the next day that I got up and it was 15 bucks. And I was like, y'all better come on. You get what you ask for. So you be very specific in what you are asking for. I talk about God as the omnipotent. People tend to talk about God as a person. God is the omnipotent presence, ultimate parent. 
I like to use the universe as Santa Claus. The universe is negative and positive. So you can think of it as naughty and nice. You're going to get the energy that you put out. So the universe is going to work on the cycle of giving you much of what you're putting out into the world. You don't get to cheat it. If you've been out there uh, doing some doing some things that are lower vibrating, negative things, bad things, then it's going to it's going to come back to you. Even if you're now doing right things, even if you're now a better person and you're really working on yourself, the karmic cycle still has to close. Mm -hmm. So you still have to you still have to get what's coming to you, gain it and accept that, you know, eh, it hit me, got me, you know, caught up with me. Yeah. And you got to keep on flowing and keep your energy high, keep your vibration high. But when you really start understanding that it just wants to give you beauty, it wants to give you life. But unfortunately, sometimes when your calling is great, you have to go through some hardships so that you can walk through those storms and share those stories with others who are going through the same storms so they can see what it looks like on the other side of all of this. Yeah. If I hadn't gone through all of this, I wouldn't be able to even do what I do because the reason that people like to hear me have these conversations mm -hmm. is because a lot of them have been through some of these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's fair that it feels unfair in the moment, right? When you're getting hit time and time and time again, you're getting hit. And that's usually when people are like, God, why me? But the answer is because it has to be you. Cool. Why have you not figured out your purpose is the better question. Because the reason you're repeating these lessons, the reason it's hitting you pound for pound for pound for pound is because you're choosing not to actively show up for yourself and figure out what it is that you can do differently to gain what you need. So that would be my gift for 2024 for everybody that's listening to sit down with yourself and figure out what you need and how to give it to you, how to be your best version, how to walk in your purpose. And don't be afraid to walk away from anything that's not serving you. It could be a person, it could be a job, it can be a state, it could be a country. Whatever it is that you feel like you have to do for yourself, widen your lens and jump out. Amen. Widen your lens, Kyle. And amen again. What? And jump out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I don't think she was talking to me, but okay. Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, thank you for always being here. My pleasure. Uh, near and far, but thank you for always being here and uh, providing so much clarity and vulnerability and um, peace. Real shit. Real talk. So, pardon me. I know your mom's in the building. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, Mama Deb. Mama D. <laughs> yeah, Mama. Nah, I ain't gonna call nah, nah, nah. Nope, gotta say Deborah. Mama Deb. Nope, don't do that either. Then you gotta say Deborah. Oh, it is Deborah. I'm sorry, it <laughs> is Deborah. She's good with Mama D, though. Oh, is she? Her, a lot of people call her Mama D. Okay. Are we are we cool enough to call her Mama D yet? Because I don't want to yeah, run up on her like, yo, Mama I, D. I think she'd appreciate it. Okay. Right. <laughs> she might still give you that until she knows who it is. You it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Know. She's old school. She might got a taste of uh, <laughs> poker. Hit me with the whole purse. But nah, um, nah, seriously, thank you for always being here. We appreciate that, uh, mm -hmm. especially in this uh, fourth quarter. You know, you know yeah. how it is at the end of the year when it's mm -hmm. hectic and all of those those uh, depressant demons are lurking around every corner and, mm -hmm. and trying to snatch people up and. Uh, just trying to do away with everybody's happiness and, you know, 
will to live and, and, and be happy and have peace. So thank you always for uh, coming in here, especially in this time of year. And we're ramping up for Christmas and the new year. And uh, closing up with you is a is a privilege, is an honor. Definitely uh, a privilege. And then um, on top of that, you have a, a book that everybody needs to start reading. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go. I'm gonna go buy me some some reading glasses. One, what's it? One percent. Get the little one percent joints <laughs> from the dollar, dollar store. store. <laughs> yeah, the dollar store joints, you know what I'm saying? Get some readers. Yeah. Get my little three pack of readers, and I'm gonna get into this uh, loving discovery. Does I say right? Mm-hmm. Loving discovery book from Doctor T. So please make sure you get your copy on uh, Amazon. You can find it at Amazon and TikTok shop if you are a TikToker. Uh, although you just, you know, in our age bracket, we just watch the videos. We don't make videos. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> but you should make videos. Ah! <laughs> you should. Yeah, it, it's, it calls for a lot of movement. You know, I like the sit still TikToks. I like the, <laughs> nah. But um, nah, seriously, uh, um, please go support uh, the queen and, and make sure you guys grab a book for the holidays. And not just for the holidays, but just, you know, we're going to pump it up like like Thriller. This is the Thriller. Yeah. Treat this like Thriller album. You know what I'm saying? Like every time she comes on, it's a new, it's like a new music video. So we're going to pump it up. We want to make sure this this book sells out. And uh, we want to make her uh, a number one hit on the, was it the New York Times New York seller? Times bestseller. Bestseller. We want, we want you Amazon to get it. Amazon has one too. Do they? Mm-hmm. Right, we're, so how does, what do you have to be to get like top 10 or top 20? Oh, thousands of books. It's crazy. You got to get in the thousands? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, we get there. We, no, we gonna get. No, we gonna get you there. Mm-hmm. We, we we gonna get you there. I don't give a damn if it takes t- three years. We are gonna get you there. You know what I mean? We gonna we gonna get you uh, to where you need to be. But uh, please make sure y'all um, subscribe and follow Doctor T. Uh, you can find her at Tara underscore Davidson. That's it. Mm-hmm. Oh. On that's Instagram. <laughs> TikTok is Between Lovers. B T W N L V R S. Okay. All consonants, no vowels. I like that. Make sure you hit the like button right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> We're back with another review. Nah. But yeah, definitely uh, subscribe, uh, uh, follow, subscribe, like, share, all of those good things. Uh, grab a book. Um, you know, when the kids go to sleep at night and you want to fake, after you've done fake wrapping their gifts and hiding them, you know, pull the book out and reflect and, and laugh and cry and uh, have those moments. You know, and and it's okay to not be okay. Remember that. If anybody else cares, if nobody told you, Jeremy cares. I do care. <laughs> you know I mean, it's a beautiful day. Don't allow anyone to stop your shine. Yeah. Sometimes we lose our way, only to find out it wasn't our path to begin with. So I want you to get the get the coloring book. Dr. T's adult coloring book. Protect your energy, reclaim your peace. An adult coloring book for the soul. You know, I designed this cover myself. Like, this is real. Like, I really did work to design this with the artist. How so? So, it, it looked like nothing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I just had the, the idea of the picture, and I was like, ah, I really love elephants. Let's, let's, and, it, and he's from India, so I said, um, let's, let's, 
I need elephants in there. And I'm a mandala person, so I said, oh, how about some mandalas? Mm-hmm. Um, and so this looked so different before. It's crazy. So I had him turn the elephant like it's turned. And we strategically created, like I had the, the little color click. It is so an I elephant. Color, yes. I see it so now. I could color click everything. And mandalas are in most of the things that I do. Like mm-hmm. on the healing, but on this book, there's mm-hmm. a mandala here. And the healing book inside the brain is a mandala with the heart chakra in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, they really mean a lot to me. It is a lot of peace and calm mm-hmm. for me. Uh, when I'm giving you guys something, it's really coming from me. Like I'm mm. really getting in there and doing it. It's, it's work. I'm, it's effort. I'm really no, putting we, effort we, in yeah, it. We respect it and we appreciate it. I have a... I guess we can all say that we're friends here. Yeah. You know? Thank you. And I can always say and I can at some point be like, yo, I got a I got a best selling I got a best selling friend. Yeah. We got a we got a Grammy nominated friend. We got a best selling friend. Yeah. We got we got you know what I'm saying? We got some we got some some high high powered friends. Yes. Out here. And and Mm -hmm. definitely proud of y'all. So um, do I get to say I'm a joy a joy award nominee friend too? You know Taraji Ooh. P Henson. She runs the Joy Awards. That's her foundation. Yeah, I that. Yes, and I was nominated this year. Ooh. Are you going to the? You get to go to? The, is it like a? No, they did it online, and okay. I watched oh. the whole thing. So they picked ten out of the one hundred, which was very difficult. I honestly, it some real I felt su- yeah, yeah, I felt super humble to even be in the group yeah, of dope. people that were chosen. It was it was emotional because I mean, there's a lot of us out here in the world, but not a lot of us. It's four percent of mm-hmm. psychotherapists are uh, black. Four <laughs> percent. So, and and this was these people that were nominated were not just therapists. It's all kinds of healers, wellness, all of that is in there. So now. Um, shout out to Taraji for doing her work to do this work for us Absolutely. to do the work through that foundation too. And just shout out to Taraji uh, overall, man. You know, just you know, she she had a little moment uh, recently here about her. Um, I guess getting her just due and her fair share in Hollywood. So just definitely mm-hmm. want to send out love and 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 uh, thanks to Taraji for all the years of you know film and and tv and acting that you act acting that you gave given to us and mm-hmm. uh you know we appreciate you don't you know the, the hood the hood love you just yeah. know that you and know her vulnerability yeah her rawness is what yeah. made us all really fall in love with her because we could yeah. feel it yeah she she's definitely she definitely gives like around the way and not like in the bad sense but you know around the way girl so like mm-hmm. yeah we, we appreciate and she's from dc so mm-hmm. like yeah shout out you know what i mean so as, as we talk, had a conversation about friends, friendship that we are, the friends, the friendship that we have, mm-hmm. Dr. T, you know, it's a million ways I think we could honor you. Um, but I think for us, the best way was to truly support you and purchasing the books and reading the books and be, be being abreast of it. But, you know, I got to I got to support and honor the God as well. So because he hates surprises and gifts. <laughs> I had to do this for the God, everybody. <laughs> Thank you. Why is it so heavy, bro? <laughs> nah, not yeah. Now, now I'm gonna do this on this camera. I'm yeah. gonna spit over so you can't do it. Go ahead. There you go. All right, all right, all right. Turn up. <laughs> Exactly. Watch out! 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 Watch out!
<laughs> why would you yeah, yeah. Give, why would you give me this <laughs> bro this nigga is retarded not retarded I'm sorry but why would you go <laughs> cause that's just snack you that's just snack of choice it's 90 Jay is that's just snack of choice Jay, 90 <laughs> packets of this shit bro what you hey you, you know I'm about to do my dance, bro. It's, it's, it's all right, baby girl. Rewrap it, regift it, regift it, and give it to baby girl. Appreciate it. Fill her stocking with it. I know, I know. <laughs> he really, even he put a me on me. He put all this shit in the gift bag. I, I did. See, I see something crazy here, but I don't want to. Yeah, it's just that. That's it's crazy. That. I, don't, that. I ain't even gonna open it. Yeah. I ain't even gonna open it. You don't gotta open it. Pull it out now. <laughs> That's what you said. Hell, hell. Nah, listen, hey. Hey, fruit snacks on me, baby, facts, all year. Facts. You know what I'm saying? All year, they here. The first, the first night to get in free. First you know night to get saying? in free. This nigga got me night. Yo, this definitely Costco. I already, this you Costco already know. Yeah. You already know. We get, we get our, we get our membership work. All right, here we go. Ah, <laughs> here it is. Nah, this is that. It's just that. Ah, what a great. Oh shoot, what a great album. I ain't mean to toss it over like that. Okay. Like, yo, this is dope. Hold on. There was a bow on that. You know black people keep their bows. <laughs> <laughs> like, just need a whole bag. Right. <laughs> oh. I need that for a couple, couple of <laughs> Right, right. Nah. <laughs> nah so my man's got me uh, the Mac Miller, the Divine Feminine. Out of all hours. <laughs> the Divine Feminine. The Divine exactly. Feminine. This nigga want me to cry so bad. <laughs> and I won't give him the satisfaction it's ever. good. Nah, listen, man. But this you is... gotta play our song from there. You know the joint. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is uh this is a good this is gonna be a good time. Thank you so much for that, man. I appreciate you. I love you. Bro. I love you, guys. <laughs> Can we say Merry Christmas? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Man, this is love. This is love, man. man. I appreciate man. it. I was, man. Like, I was like, I hope he doesn't have it. Like I was I was in uh the record <laughs> store for like like forty seven minutes, yo, walking around trying to figure out. I'm Where like, you you where'd you go to? I went to Soundgarden. Oh shit! You should have just Facetime me like, yo, which if you had to pick, like, what would you should have no, done? No, I should have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, this is dope. Because I, I went, I went, I went through everything we listened to, all the concerts we went to. I was like, this is that the, yeah, that's that's what I ended up on. Yeah, Mac Miller. Okay, yeah. that's gonna be a fun. That's a great album. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, a great yeah, album, yeah, by yeah. the way. Yeah, because everybody Anderson on there, Kendrick on there. Yeah, classic though, classic. Yeah. Oh, this guy. <laughs> how much t- how much time is Walmart still open? How much time? Right, nah, 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 nah. This is, this is nah, I appreciate it. Nah, I, I, still, yeah, I got you. I got I, I do have something for you. Uh oh. I do have I don't have it here. You know, I'm 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 that I'm that this boyfriend. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I got you a gift, but I don't got it here. But but somebody's gonna bring it. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Who told that story? Somebody told that story on here, I think. What? That they were supposed to get a gift from somebody in that cousin. For or from? From. Like for their birthday or something, and but that cousin was going to bring it. Oh, I don't remember. Who told us we that got, story? We gotta listen back on that one. Oh That's man, all right, all right, yeah. And the cousin never came. Yeah, he was faking the whole time. Oh wait a minute, nah. Who I, was that? We gotta listen back on that. I don't remember. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody I don't remember. Said that. Yeah. Damn, that's crazy. Thanks, Jay. You're welcome, man. This nigga super nigga. Like he's so he's such a nice guy, man. He's like the perfect nigga. Like yeah, you like, know when he first gave me that name, we we was at, we was <laughs> we was all at the event where he was DJing and Turkey Eve, huh? Turkey Tur- Eve. Oh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, I'm not Christmas. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve, 
And he's like, oh my gosh, I lost my phone. I was like, well, where's the last place you had it? I was like, oh, let me go look at it. And I found it. Like, <laughs> of all the niggas to find it, right? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it's simple. And it was like a four, it was like a, uh, uh, I'm, gonna hype, I'm gonna hype it up. It was like a 11 team, 11 man <laughs> search party for the phone. Like oh, everybody's yeah, like calling, the phone's on, <laughs> do not disturb so nobody can get through. And all of a sudden, Jay's like, one second. I know where to look. <laughs> Magically placed in like a flower pot somewhere. Like, I, only, only this nigga would find it in like it was next to a flower pot. Thirty degree, <laughs> thirty degree weather. Like he had to fight the storm, the the windstorm of DC to go <laughs> find his phone. And all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, I found it." <laughs> Cue camera. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Here you go. And then it was it was the look of. <laughs> I was like, get the freak out of here. You're so lucky, man. This guy's like Hancock. <laughs> yeah, well, well. Huh? Your, your uniform? I mean, not your uniform, your costume. Oh, you thinking that that Hancock? I thought you were going to say Hitch. What, nigga? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, all right, yeah. That yeah. Hancock? Oh. <laughs> you know, nigga. <laughs> all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, y'all, we're gonna we get up out of here. Handle uh, emotion. We getting that though. Yeah, huh? I said we don't know how to handle emotion. <laughs> we getting that. We getting I handle it just fine. <laughs> it's called avoidance. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was a that was serious. Uh anyway, so we're gonna get out of here, y'all. Yeah. Uh, we really appreciate everybody for tuning in. Um Jay, you have some time for we can do twenty yeah, minutes. Yeah, we got some time. Right. Vibe it out. Okay. No doctor you T. Get you, got your, yeah. you get yourself. You got some sauce in there though? Don't lie. I don't know. Come on upstairs. You know, I'm drinking it. I'm whatever is on the side. I'm taking it. That's right. Come Matter of fact, I got my dinner tonight. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> now you just four days in the gym. Yo. That, you earned one pack. Yeah, one one pack. You're gonna one, be up until six o'clock in the morning. Going you berserk. Going crazy. Me, me on the floor listening to Mac Miller eat my gummy bears. Like yeah. going dumb. But nah, listen, y'all. We appreciate you guys so very much. Um. Uh, to close out this year, we want to say thank you for rocking with us every, every, every Thursday, even the times that we didn't make it every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for always showing support for those who all, oh, those of you who uh, came to Suit and Sneaker Party this year, those of you thank all you. who came to uh, our Friday nights at Swill, Swill. Uh, any event that we've ever done, uh, any time that we've had uh, to pull up on somebody else and they wanted us there, mm-hmm. to, uh, all the opportunities this year from all the entrepreneurs, Dr. T, definitely want to thank you. Uh, Corporate Curls, TNT Diva, absolutely. Uh, Chris Kane, uh, the, the, uh, what's my man's name? Uh, Justin, the bearded drummer is in the building. Um, uh, Spence, all you guys, thank you so much for just uh, always looking out for us and always wanting better for us and always just supporting us and sharing the lives. And to all our guests this year, thank you so much for allowing us to be um in your space and allowing us to uh promote you and you to be seen by us and um jay thank you for being you and and uh (laughs) using your gifts of of photography and and vision Mm. i want to i want to say i'm gonna use your voice i want to say god has given you the gift of vision Mm. Mm. and i want to say that i've i'm glad that you've used your gift for vision for good uh, and not evil, yeah. Because you could have been filled with something else. It's, it's, it was difficult, bro. It was difficult. It had a lot you of could've, prayer. A lot of prayer. You could have been in Silicon Valley, bro. And these are not jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of prayer. 
<laughs> you could have been anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? But now nah, I, I definitely want to want to give you your flowers and say, man, like yo, you are you are a phenomenal dude. I joke a lot, but, but but calling you the perfect nigga, but like, yeah, you're just a good guy, man. All right, and don't ever lose that, and don't ever let nobody else say that you're not. Because if somebody tells you not, have them come see me. Because hey. I'm cool. I'm cool with a quick, quick body slam. But um, nonetheless, y'all, we appreciate you. Uh, we're going to vibe out and have a good time. And uh, yeah, we're probably going to go. Dr. T's going to eat her salad. And, mm-hmm. and gonna, say thank you to everybody. Yes. And I'm going to drink her dressing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. <laughs> so we'll see you guys in about 30 seconds. And that's going to be that. So we love you. And as always, pick your uh, your glass up. It's just as empty. Love life and libations. libations.